Hi there, this is the Reverend Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire, and this is Love to Tell the Story. It was a number of years ago now, when our children were still young, but I still remember the day very well. We'd been camping in New Hampshire, and it had been a good and full day. We'd driven across the Kankamagas Highway through the White Mountains. We'd hiked a trail along the great granite walls of the Flume Gorge and, and walked across the Sentinel Pine Footbridge that stretches across that 140-foot deep pool. And now, as the sun was just beginning to dip behind the mountains to our west, we decided to head up the road a little farther, so to give our kids a quick look at the old man of the mountain that venerable, and at the time, the still intact, natural wonder that remains the symbol of New Hampshire itself. Which was great, but I have to confess that at this point, the day's activity was beginning to wear on me. My feet were tired. I was getting hungry. The kids' enthusiasm had long since begun to wane, and thus their discomfort level was on the rise. All in all, I could just feel myself on the verge of some late-day grumpiness. What I wanted most at that moment was to be back home at our campsite, sitting in front of a crackling campfire. But hey, this was New Hampshire. These were the White Mountains. Our children were growing up. We wanted them to experience this, so we had to see the old man on the mountain. Which, now in retrospect, seems all that much more important. But yes, I was tired. So I have to confess that at this point, I'm just hoofing it down the pathway so we could get this over with and get back to the car. But then, as I'm walking, I look up, and that's when it hits me. Suddenly, I realize where I am. I'm standing at the base of Franconia Notch, with these waves of mountains looming upward on either side of me. Above me, I can quite literally see where the land has met the sky. I mean, here I am at a place that poets might call a bridge between heaven and earth. It's the kind of place that may well have inspired the psalmist when he sang, I lift up my eyes to the hills, from whence does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. It's an amazing place. All this incredible grandeur surrounding me and I've been touring natural wonders all day. And yet at that moment, I had been so fixated on what I needed to do to get past it that I wasn't even looking. So I get to the lookout place there and I sit down. I marveled at the mountains laid out there before me. I watched trout jumping in the pond this there. I paid more attention to that old man in the mountain than I ever had before. I even read the poem that's posted there from Daniel Webster, I think, that speaks of how the old man was a sign that God hung in creation to let everyone know that God created humanity here. And you know what? Suddenly I wasn't feeling quite so tired, so hungry, or so grumpy anymore. I'd seen the forest for the trees, so to speak. I'd seen creation all right. But now I was aware of the presence of the Creator. Don't misunderstand. 
I don't tell you about this to suggest that from that moment on, I've never again rushed some past some beautiful countryside without a passing glance because the truth is that in my rush to get from here to there, I often have, and no doubt I'll do it again. For that matter, there will also be times, regrettably, amidst the busy chaos that all too often seeks to rule my life, that I'll miss moments of divine insight, divine power that's right there in front of me. I have to confess that my instances of spiritual blindness far outnumber the flashes of awareness. Like most of us, I suspect, I often get so bombarded with all the stuff of daily living, what's been called the psychic overload of modern life, that I'm very apt to miss what's truly important. While we might chalk this up to human nature or blame it on the changing influence of society and culture, it's still sad. Martin Luther once defined sin as, quote, the heart all curved in on itself, unquote, suggesting the image of our curling up into a protective ball with an outer shell, impervious to what comes at us from the outside world so that nothing, including God's presence and love, can get in. If it's true that in the course of life and living, we tend to shut out the places and experience where God might dwell, then it would also seem that sin is not so far away from us as we might have thought. For not to receive, or worse, to fail to acknowledge God's presence is just one small step, I think, from ignoring God altogether. So it's good, every once in a while, for each of us to run headlong into a mountain. That is, to get lost in a forest full of trees. To listen for a voice that might just shake us out of our numbing complacency. Every so often, you and I need something real. Something physical. Something big that'll rock our world and make us pay attention to God for a change. After all, paying attention is the key, isn't it? God indeed dwells in every moment of our lives and living, in our joy and our sadness, in tears and laughter, in the events that are powerfully significant and those that might seem, at least at first glance, to be incredibly mundane. In all things, God is there to guide us, to love us, to give us everything we never realized we ever needed, and it would be a shame for us not to notice. Well, with the beginning of June, the summer season has now begun in earnest. And amongst my prayers these days is one that no matter where we happen to find ourselves in these next few weeks, that will keep our eyes and our hearts open so not to miss the forest for the trees, that we might pay attention for by the power of God's Spirit in and through our lives, even now, we're being given gifts beyond measure. That's it for another installment of Love to Tell the Story. I'm Michael Lowry. I thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you with a great day. Talk to you soon. Music